0: Thank you for joining us here at the Bowles McLean Hour. Okay, first order of business. I got some correspondence. I got somebody had sent a private message to my Facebook group, the Bowls McLean Hour. You can find it and like it. I have no idea what difference that will make in my life, but uh, apparently somebody found it. Uh, got a letter from somebody in my Facebook group. My Facebook group, yes. Page. What is it? Page is a it group? It's just me. I refrain from using his name. I assume it wouldn't make any difference. It's the same name as a famous documentarian, and you would say his name before the documentary. So you'd say blankly blank. What is it? Civil War or Vietnam? So you do the math. He wrote. This is on January twenty-first, two thousand and twenty-one, nine thirty a.m. I have a feeling it was sink. The reality was sinking in. When he wrote, fuck you, you lying, don't-know-shit motherfucker. And I responded with, um, thank you. He responded, if I believe instantaneously, piece of shit. No punctuation. And I responded with, so, dot, 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 not a fan, question mark? Boy, I'm so clever. And I think nothing happened, and then I said, I'll be sure to include your comments... On my next program thank you exclamation mark and here's what he said he said you mean the one nobody cares about fucked hard yeah I would too if I was grasping for content moron and I responded with uh, yep that's the one um, a, a, a gentleman who I clicked onto his face is onto his Facebook looks like he would just pulverize me looks very strong very athletic very built um- Not thrilled with the results of January the 20th. I do believe in my little spying on him. I do believe he thought maybe in the middle of the inauguration, they were going to um, detain Biden and slap the cuffs on him and um, whisk him away to an underground um, bunker, where they're going to have a quick tribunal trial—is that a tribunal? Tribunal. They're going to basically take him down um, and charge him with treason. And and I, I assume just uh, pop a bullet in his head right then and there. That's that seemed to be what people were thinking. Now I had done so. I've done something very ill-advised. I would ill advise you. Not to do this. I would advise you not to do this. If I advised you to do this, it would be ill-advised. I um, I'd kind of been trolling. I was, and I don't know if this guy's a result of this because I've been in this for a little bit. There's a group I joined called Joe By Dumb D U M B. Everyone's accused of it. Joe By Dumb is not my president. And I've been. I started. I, I went in there as the Bulls McLean Hour. Not even just myself. Not even my normal page. And I was kind of. You have to go in. You have to answer questions. Are you a liberal? Uh, are you uh, are you cool with it not being a um, you know a safe zone? Are you cool with language? Do not report anybody. Do not engage in fights with anybody. Um, but I uh, kind of. I kind of was kind of flying a little below radar a little bit, or at least you know hovering. But I would contest things, and one thing that came up was um, I had contested. Uh, oh, I post one thing I did post as the Bulls McLean Hour was I posted this um, this letter that went around. This little letter, it's, it's um, I I believe this is a piece of paper handed around. It's a picture of a piece of paper. It's not an actual file. It's not a PDF. Um, it says, and I suppose this guy handed it out to. QAnon Moranons The inauguration will go ahead as planned on Wednesday The indictments will be unsealed on Wednesday morning and arrest warrants will be issued Once everybody is in place for the inauguration the National Guard will be used to secure the perimeter of the Capitol grounds Nobody out Nobody in Marines will be guarding the tunnels underneath the Capitol building to stop anybody escaping does not sound like a good idea. So, as Biden comes out onto the stage, the Secret Service will detain and issue the arrest warrants on approximately 50 to 100 members of the audience, including Biden, Pelosi, Schumer, Obama, Clinton. Many of the indictments, including treason charges, they will be transported to an underground military base by Marines, where they will be tried for their crimes by military tribunal on live television, and this is the best part. This is what happens at the end of Wonder Woman, 1984. Uh, all televisions will automatically tune into this trial, no matter what station you are set to. All evidence of their crimes will be made public. Enjoy the show. Um, now, I, I will be honest. Obviously, there's so much. That is unbelievable about this letter, and I understand people want to believe it, so they will choose to believe it. But if I were so far up my ass to actually believe um, that there's going to be inauguration, they're going to pretend that they're going to uh, award him the presidency or whatever however you'd want to verbalize it, I would, thi- you know, fine, you know, all right, you know, you've been, you've been, you've been led along. You really hope it happens. I mean, this is this has got to be this got to be the, the biggest QAnon jerkoff moment conceived. I mean, they got to be thinking about it. They got to. I mean, this has got to be this will be masturbation to the real thing for these people. So if I was so far up my ass, and I know myself pretty well, I know once we got down to the bottom, and it said. <laughs> All televisions will automatically tune into this trial no matter what station set to. And it's a problem I had at the end of Wonder Woman 1984, amongst other things. Like that whole movie. But I I gotta say, I would be like, this isn't gonna happen. I really want it to happen. I believe it should happen. I believe that Hillary Clinton drinks baby's blood. I believe Bill Clinton has spent um, most of his life on uh, Jeffrey Epstein Island. I believe uh, Biden um, likes children. I believe the Wayfair conspiracy. I believe that Donald Trump is is a plant, um, that he is going to uh, make these arrests. I believe that JFK Jr. is still alive. I believe this has been going on since John F. Kennedy. I believe that George Bush Sr. Was directly responsible for John F. Kennedy's assassination. That's another one. Not my favorite, but that's one. So yeah, they got they got snookered, they got hoodwinked. Is that what it? They got horns swoggled. Is what they got. So yeah, they thought they thought this was going to happen. And I believe that gentleman that wrote me said something because I think after the inauguration, he said, "I can't believe this." He said something. Doesn't matter. Fuck that guy. Fuck him. He don't know shit, motherfucker. Um, he called me a liar in the in the, in the message, which made me wonder why he thought I was lying. Was I just lying because I because I I know that these things are true and I don't believe them, or or what? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, had a lot of fun. On to that ill-advised thing that I did, which I did pretty much today. This is early February. Um, well, amongst I joined this group. And I was kind of, I kind of got blocked from commenting because I kept talking about things. I'll go into some correspondence. But one thing I did was I set up a fake Facebook page and I put up a fake name and a fake profile picture. And it was a guy holding a fish. And um, I joined this, uh, and I had a lot of other pictures too that was all kind of, you know, obviously going under the radar as a Trump supporter, as a QAnon conspiracy theorist as well. Um, and one thing and I did it was under a different email, a different name, but I was switching in, in and out of the accounts on my own browser. So, um, and one thing I was doing, I was putting up memes inside of Joe Biden, Biden is not my president. Um, I put in there, um, what was the first one? First one was a picture of that guy with his feet up on Pelosi's desk. And he go, tell me this is the best thing you've seen all year. And uh, went on to say, and then I started corresponding. People are fucking texting me. Shut the fuck up, computer. It's none of your business. Why are they doing this? Hold on. I don't want to hear this anymore. Okay. Where was I before we were so rudely interrupted? I fake Facebooked somebody. Used an innocent man's picture a very large man holding up an extraordinarily large fish. And I started posting in things and I started posting things along the lines of um you know, I posted the picture of the guy, the feet on the desk, some correspond I wish I screen grabbed it, but um wasn't generally my concern after what happened in the end. But um But I started corresponding with them and saying stuff like, Hey, I thought, you know, I started saying in response to some of their stuff I was like Man, what happened? They were supposed to arrest them on uh, uh, during the in the middle of the inauguration. They were supposed to arrest them. What happened? Um, I I was certain, you know, they need to go to jail for these crimes. I kept saying, I wish I had. I could really, I half memorized it because I just pretty much did it a little earlier today. Um, and uh, and I was spreading fake news, so I kind of deserved it. It's kind of basically doing bad things, and I thought if with a different e- email, wouldn't matter, but somebody did respond with, um, here's the deal, here's the scoop, boys and girls, here's, here's what they're saying now, it's hilarious, dude, she said, uh, I said, why didn't the arrest happen on the inauguration, I, the, during that fake inauguration, we have to get Trump back in there, I can't stand this fake presidency any longer, I was really to the nines, and every time I said there... I put there, as in T-H-E-R-E, instead of they are. Fucking, why not? You know, let's have fun with it. And I've got to follow no rules when it comes to that punctuation and shit when you're a Trump supporter. So, and so it was, it would sound pretty funny when you'd read back what I was saying. Uh, one woman responded back saying, uh, oh yeah, here's, here's what the thread was. The thread was like, there is finally, so there's some proof leaking out very soon about the voter fraud. This is still going on with these fucking people. This is February 3rd, 2nd, whatever it is. It's leaking out. And people are kind of exhausted at this point. They're more exhausted with this than the Bernie uh, Sanders meme. Um, Bernie meme fatigue. They, um, they're they kind of like, eh, I can't seem to find anything. Everything I've seen is old. And uh, so, they, so I said, why? they need to go to jail for these crimes. They need to send Hillary and uh, Biden and I just said them all like Obama they need to go to jail and um, at one point I did also I did say that uh, well now that Pence now that Pence turned Pence is a pedophile too just saying all kinds of crazy shit it's almost like a child writing these things and I had the enthusiasm of a child typing them I can assure you so um, what, what this woman said is get to the good part here just fucking get a Get get a hold of yourself, bulls. Keep going. Don't don't stop. So she said that uh, the Dems threatened a dirty bomb, which would have caused millions, thousands of thousands of deaths. So they postponed. The reason why they postponed the inauguration arrest and seizure, or whatever you want to call it, the tribunal, the tribunal um, mass. Uh, execution on television, every station, Wonder Woman 1984, that end part, where everyone makes a wish, and then everyone says, nah, no, I don't need that wish after all, I don't need a million dollars. They, um, She said that they threatened a dirty bomb, and so it's going underway during the fake impeachment. It's so funny, because then why wouldn't they just do it during the, why wouldn't they threaten another dirty bomb? They did say at the end of this little blurb that the military has found the dirty bomb and it's in military's hands. But during the impeachment, and I'm like, when's the date of that? Apparently it's the Monday after Super Bowl Sunday. You thought Sunday was going to be fun with the Super Bowl. You just wait. It's going to be even better on Monday when they go through an impeachment and nobody gets arrested. So, again, in this group... I uh, I I'm trying to think. What is another one? I get did the picture of the guy with the feet on the desk and said he was a hero and called him a patriot and it not no fair. These heroes got to go to jail. Really talked like a fucking like I just like I just was shat out of a womb yesterday and I learned to talk, which would be near genius level. But I didn't sound like no genius in in everything I wrote. I really wrote in broken English. As if English was a second language and my first language was, you know, nothing. Hand signals and and, uh, pantomime. So this is probably the worst one. Oh, no, the second worst one. And I I posted a meme that I saw a long time ago. I saw this right when Biden announced uh, uh, Kamala Harris uh, as his running mate. So that I believe was August, not late July. I think it was August. Because somebody put out a meme stating I posted this famous Kam- Lama Harris Kamalama-Lama ding-dong Ho-ho-ho-ho Kama lama ding dong ho 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 ding dong Harris um, Who does she think she is? All right, it's a picture of her Who does she think she is? And it's a quote And once Trump's gone and we have regained our rightful place in the White House look out if you supported him And endorsed him, and endorsed his actions, because we'll be coming for you next. You will feel the vengeance of a nation. No stone will be left unturned as we seek out, as we seek you out in every corner of this great nation. For it is you who have betrayed us, end quote. Kamala Harris, June 18th, 2020. And again, I saw this in like July. Like I saw this in July. Whenever you, I think it was like literally, a, and at the bottom this is the best part. At the bottom it says, "Yes, she really said this." So somebody on my Facebook, who I was friends with, is actually I think married, if not uh, in relationship with the one of my still friends on Facebook, went down a bit of the um, I guess the QAnon hole, but the Wayfair conspiracy issues, all about the Wayfair, all about the um, children being shoved in desks and trucked, I guess, I guess you, I guess with the Wayfair, when you're, if they thought you're going to get some, you know, Sally or whoever, for $15,000, I guess you got the desk too, is that what, do you think that was a part of it, or you think you're just like, eh, the desk, the desk actually cost extra, the the, the money's just for the kid, We do we can't just have the desk and the kid. Uh, during that Wayfair Conspiracy. And Wayfair Conspiracy was that the truck company had names of um, desks that were priced at $14,000. And then there were also the names of missing children. And completely debunked, like, literally within a, a, a very small turnaround time. But people were still uh, promoting that. And this is in the late midsummer, right in the middle of summer. And uh, and I was engaging with this woman who used to be a friend of mine and acquaintance of mine and uh, very uh, in, involved with a friend of mine um, who I haven't seen in 10 years. But still, um, they, uh, she was basically, she, one of her friends posted this, I go, this quote is bullshit. I'm like, wait a minute, she said this two months ago? Where did she say it? What it, Was It's too long for a tweet? Was it on videotape? Did she write it? Was it in a written interview? Was it Rolling Stone magazine? Where was it? And um, they went on to say that, that the internet had scrubbed it. But I'm like, it's here. It's, it's right. But you have it. So how, would even, how can you believe this quote? The quote is preposterous that she would say this. It's absolutely preposterous that somebody would say this. It's preposterous to believe that that was a real quote. And, um, sure enough, a, a, a fumed argument about that they can scrub anything, in the internet. really to, well, then how do they, what do they do, memorize it? There's got to be a screen grab of it. You're going to tell me there's not a white, wh- a right wing watchdog group waiting for her to say or do something like this and, and, and keep it for all of pros- prosperity for this, or they're going to go through the trouble of hearing it, memorizing it generating its own meme with a picture of her in it and placing it at the bottom yes she really says i need proof this is bs and the, the woman said there's no proof they've already scrubbed it scrubbed it from the internet scrubbed from the internet as if that's a fucking thing and um i went on and basically i, I got blocked because i pointed out how preposterous this was and also pointing out during the during that because they are talking about the wayfair thing and this is during that time and i said Really, do you think they're going to kidnap children and only charge $13,000? There's something, it's like you get caught, you're so screwed. The amount of people, you got to pay someone to kidnap it. So what do they get paid? A grand or something? Two grand? Are they getting the $15,000? All these people got to keep shut up about it. It would have to be far more lucrative than that. So fuck you and your fucking Wayfair conspiracy, you fucking dumb motherfuckers. So I went on and, um, uh, so I said that. Anyway, on with the show. So this other group, this Biden, Joe Biden is not my president. I put in, uh, that meme, which got kind of hailed and flagged. And they have all kinds of fake memes. Um, yeah, so, uh, I then posted, um, a self-generated meme i made and it's a picture of Donald Trump dramatic lighting he's pointing at the camera it's black and white it's a beautiful it's a beautiful photograph of Donald Trump i mean the properties of its photography quite impressive and it's him and in it i wrote i'm the only president since ronald reagan that isn't a pedophile <laughs> and i was so bad I so bad want to put Nixon. I want to put. I'm the only president since Richard Nixon that's not a pedophile. <laughs> oh my god! And I was like, "Eh, that's too far. You can't get him to think that um, Reagan is, is one." That's not gonna. That's not gonna fly. So, I uh, and I, I. So here's what happened. Sorry for the beeping. That's uh, that's so my chilly. So what happened was. Um, I go back and I think I added some people because I wanted to add more people to my friends list. So I look like a legit thing even though I was keeping it on lockdown. Super, super lockdown. And um, then I can't access... All of a sudden it's like you can't... It just deleted that thing. And I'm not able to even access Facebook through my Chrome browser. It wants my phone number. And I'm afraid I'm afraid to delete my whole fucking real Facebook. So I I don't... I didn't know what to do. I can access it through incognito, which I suppose I have to do for the rest of my life if this is not if I can't figure this out. I mean, seemingly I could say, "Hey, I don't know that asshole." Somebody was using my I my laptop out, but I was really going back and forth, checking one, checking the other. It was literally, and it was in the browser, I, I, but he I used a different email. I didn't think it was. I, I somehow didn't think it would really. I feel like it could very well affect my. Um, could affect my general Facebook that I've had for 10 years. So I, uh, so yeah, I spread some lies. Probably cost some lives, really. I mean, really, it was really kind of, it was like, ooh, this is really kind of, I was pretending to be someone else, and I was kind of enjoying it. Uh, But I did have some uh, interactions with people. On there as well as the Bulls McLean Hour, which got me suspended for like a week or whatever, like a weekend, I guess. There was, um, I was, I was uh, like I said, operating as the Bulls McLean Hour. And there was a meme that showed Joe Biden. It's a meme that's got Joe Biden, I guess he's got Jill, blonde Jill, in his lap. And it's a photo from 1975, as I, as my research found. It says dr jill in quotations because they don't like that was the biden's teenage babysitter when pedo joe began having sex with her while his wife was in the hospital once a pedo always a pedo um and it i guess it's her or maybe it's some other girl it's not his daughter it's jill biden and she first off i researched it they met when she was um and this is why i said to him i said this isn't this is not tr-. i said basically this is not true And kind of under the um, the ruse of it, you know, it's like, hey, this isn't true. They weren't even, um, yeah, not true. They went out on their first date when he was twenty, when she was twenty-one. Nine years difference between the two. He was thirty. If there's a source to prove this, I'd gladly check it out. Biden's, he didn't. Well, I mean, yeah, she was not the babysitter. She and she married. Okay. Have you spoken to Jill's ex-husband, question mark, question mark. No, of course not. What? Why would I? He writes about this in his book, and he also talked about it on other interviews. And um, I basically said, well, regarding Jill's ex-husband, she married her husband when she was 18. That marriage is already a long shot. I take no issue with infidelity during a failed teenage marriage. But this thread is about a meme, taken in 1975, no less, saying... That they were together when she was a teenager. It's unfactual and misleading. And um, this woman then said, I beg to differ the point on teenage marriages. Some of the longest married couples I know were teens when they married. Fucking trailer park. What are you talking about? Were teens when they married. Because you know people. And I don't think you have an active social life if you're fucking hanging out with married teenagers. So... Uh, obviously married couples I know were teens when they married but as you say, not about Joe, Jill, even though that was the original topic alright and um, alright, so then it, it gets I you go know, well, in reality a number of marriages fail regardless of age I don't vilify infidelity when the marriage is on the way out then it starts getting a little fun, because then she says, you should. Cheating is never acceptable. Period. If you don't have the self-control and the self-respect to keep your pants, skirt on, then don't get married. Teenagers are talking about here. A marriage is a promise to be kept and not just a disposable word. Hmm. Who do we know that may have acted in contradiction to that fucking phrase so i said again if the marriage is on the way out it's not really cheating anymore if there's if they're separated all bets are off seriously the whole keep your pants skirt on argument is a tall order especially regarding teenagers you can play the holier than thou card but in the end some marriages work some don't that's a simple fact did not respond soon enough to my liking so then I also incorporated Trump's a known cheater on all his wives including his current one I guess it's only okay when we do it and that's when she said to me and there went your last thread of credibility bye and I was like my credibility okay it's nothing more embarrassing than a hypocrite so, so that that was the kind of correspondence I'm getting I was getting through that um these QAnon people are still, are still in. Like you know, you think like after the twentieth, I've been seeing video after video. They're being exposed. A lot of them are crying. There's a bunch of crying videos on there about uh, people, um, you know, coming to terms with everything. I've enjoyed it all. I mean, I've seen compilations. There's like six, 16 minutes long of just people crying about Trump losing, and I watched them. And this, this is one that um, I guess there was some. Uh, obviously the people clutching to um, Antifa staging the insurrection the capital invasion and uh, it's about the QAnon shaman or QAnon uh, Jake Angeli or whatever his fucking name is (laughs) and people denying that he has anything to do with um, Trump and support based solely on I guess because he's an actor and he was once at a climate change rally of some sort. So anyway, <coughs> I mentioned to uh, somebody who does the uh, the couple that looks old. They obviously have grandchildren. They are Trump supporters and they they have the combined fucking um, name. So it's George and Marion and whatever their last name is. Um... And I said to George and Mary, who, and at first I thought it was George because his name's first, and I realized it's probably Mary I'm talking to. But uh, I said it was about uh, Jake Angeli, the horned, the horn, the horned one, who invaded with the face makeup. I said he's all up Trump's ass, and no, he's all up QAnon's ass, and Trump's for that matter. Who are you kidding? And th- uh, th- this person, George Ann Mary, dipshit, might as well be what he called. The actual video of, of what happened, he walked in the Senate. It's not at all what you've been told by the lying news media. Lord <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> guy. Climate activist. Call an ambulance. Um... And basically, so I don't know if you remember this, I don't know if you've seen the um, New York Times, the footage, uh, video, and... Um, and... Uh, uh, article. It's a great article. But in the footage, you see a lot of great footage of them uh, covering of when uh, Jake and all these people were in the... Uh, what's that main sort of... wherever Pence's desk is, and um, there's a guy who I guess had been hit by a rubber bullet. Um... Well, let me let me backtrack. This is this man or woman, and I assume both, neither. Uh, I assume I assumed man halfway through, and then at the end, I I assumed woman. They, of course, always bring up the guy John uh, uh, Sullivan, Sullivan, John Sullivan, who I'd say is Hispanic, perhaps black. He is a. I guess a professional sort of looter, I don't know if professional is the word, I don't think he gets paid for it, but apparently he is an active looter and um, rioter, I guess, during these protests. Whether or not he's affiliated with Antifa or BLM, I won't state, otherwise I don't know, but it does sound like he has an agenda to, or at least has been seen, that he has been affiliated during those particular protests. So, John Sullivan. John Sullivan shot that footage that's really sharp of the one of uh, Babbitt uh, getting shot as she gets in. And he's got a lot of other footage. You see a lot of footage, and part of it is him yelling to burn the shit down. He wanted to start burning down the Capitol building, which is crazy. Again, piece of shit in the mix. Not a Trump supporter. Even said, I went in, in disguise. He had a Trump hat. Trump this, Trump that. Trump, Trump, Trump. So... Anyway, we talked about that guy, and I always say, yo, yeah, that one guy. He did it all. No, you got to take some fucking responsibility, you dumb moggas. Fucking dumb pieces of shit. Again, if you listen to, if, if you're into Trump, I get it, all right? But you, you got to come to, look, I'm I fine. I, I even get that there are things that you, I have some empathy for it. And I understand, I, I understand some of the logic of the right. Um, not Trump's. I obviously think he, took things too far. I don't think he has this great love for America or Americans. I think it's all directly for his own use. I think he's a charlatan and a liar. I think he hasn't paid nearly as much taxes. Uh, Apparently, he does not pay his contractors, so I think he's a royal piece of shit. He's taken advantage of the system. He's had countless bankruptcies and um, and has been... uh, only with nefarious people, and you know, certain people you can find. You can you can hear people on the inside who've been on the inside. Michael Cohen, and he will edify you. But uh, I'm not going to listen to this horse about voter fraud. Gonna, I got I got I got a fair amount of Republican friends out there, and some family somewhere, maybe. I'm glad to say, most of them voted for Hillary, and then voted for um, Biden. So. Uh, Whatever. So whatever the problem is, don't care. You know, if you think that there's mass voter fraud, you're dumb. And if you certainly think that uh, Hillary is a baby blood drinker, you're dumb. If you prove it, I will say, oh, joke's on me. I was wrong. Can't wait for that. It's been four fucking years, though. Come on. So uh, anyway, this woman, this man or woman, boy or girl, um, said... This is all right. There's a point... They're entering. Jake Angeli enters the goddamn place. And there is a uh, a guy in the floor who'd been shot with a rubber bullet. Complete Trump supporter. I mean, you know, fucking... And you're like, look at the guy the... And she she pointed out this guy. Look at the guy on the floor. He's the one that... He's on the floor and he's saying, well, I'm just making sure no one disrespects the place, you know, and, and when the actual cop was in there. And there's all this footage. She, she showed a little snippet of it. And she said, that guy is wearing... This guy on the floor, bloody face, calling his dad and saying he stormed the Capitol building, got shot with a rubber bullet or whatever, and said, um, and and she said, or he said, that uh, he had a t-shirt on that said, fuck Trump. And I go, what? And all you see is a jacket that's open and a sliver of what's on a shirt. And you certainly undoubtedly says Trump on there. It says UMP. But what's above UMP is kind of, you know, I I said, hey, do you got a screen grab of that shirt? Because I don't don't believe it says fuck Trump. And uh, she goes, you got the video right there. You screen grab it. I'm like, fuck. All right, so I did it. I did a screen grab and I looked up. Hey, wait a minute. This doesn't, it's, what you can make out would almost be U-K-S. Why would it say U-X-Trump? It's not a U. It wasn't even a U. It was K-S. And then it looked like there's a letter A before it. So Bax-Trump or Ax-Trump. Maybe they're Axing Trump a question. I don't know. But it didn't say fuck Trump. And I go, that's, I guess, hey, that that's clearly not, um, the, that's clearly not fucks Trump. I go, and I, I showed the screen grab. And then they, she, we, he, she, they, them, said, it clearly says, fucks Trump. And it's probably that guy who's John Sullivan, who's completely wearing different clothes, and I'm like, ooh, these people are in outer space. Um, and I told them how dumb they are. They told me how dumb I am. Blah, 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 blah. Let's get together down by the mango tree. So... I circled the um, discrepancies and I think think they blocked me because it's embarrassing for them. That's when you know you've won is when they block you. So that was some of my correspondences. uh, um, So that's about it. I mean, I I guess uh, I got got some um, strip club reviews coming up here. I I don't... uh, I... um, (laughs) I recently found out that uh, one of the earliest strip clubs I had ever been to, which is um, adjacent to St. Louis, Missouri, it is across the river, in quotes, and doesn't need to be in quotes, we actually have our CD uh, strip clubs across the river here, just like you saw in the old uh, noir films. They, they always say that in the old noirs, uh, across the river was where you ne'er do well things that would happen. This is across the river from St. Louis in uh, Sauget, Illinois. I think that's like population 500 people or something like that. Sauget, Illinois, and it mainly only had strip clubs and two nightclubs, and then, you know, then there's maybe 500 people that live there. Uh, But this place was called P.T.'s. Probably went there in 92 or something. Probably 92, I went there for the first time. And it was the second place I had been to Uh, I started to look at their reviews. I don't don't think they had very impressive ones. The funny thing is it went from being uh, PTs to... uh, All the way up until, I think, a handful of years ago. To being country rock. Oh, no. It was PT Sports Club or something. They went from sports... They went from being just PTs to being a sports-themed PTs. So cardinals and shit, you know, people had shit painted on their faces motif and, uh, then um, then it became Country Rock Saloon, I think My God so it was an early one I went to, and I went there with um, I, I took Matt Glasson who's my co-writer, co-director uh, and he's the star of a uh, Love Stalker feature length film that we worked on and, um we went there in the 90s and this had been mid 90s and at the time Matthew Glasson who smoked cigarettes smoked drum tobacco and you got it in this little coffee can and you'd open it up and it had about six packs of paper and it was a huge coffee can, it was a big glob of tobacco that was stringy and you'd pull it out and he would always carry it, he'd always pull out a few grapples of it he'd, I would say probably pulled out about a quarter ounce of it and put it in a sandwich bag, those Ziploc with his pack of papers, and it looked like a quarter ounce pot from for, from from afar. And uh, we went to, and he, you know, just always went places. You know, throw it down. And so he went there, and I remember thinking this is ill advised because he went there. We sat at a table, and he pulled it out of his pocket and just threw it right on the table, as if we're here, we're here to fucking rock and roll. Just threw it out as if it's, as if it's something to, it's like putting your dick on the table or something like that. As if it's something to really be proud of. So he threw it down there and, and I remember thinking, "Eh, it looks like something else from afar. Sure enough, two guys that look like Richard Jewell start marching towards us. Couldn't be happier that he could have just whipped out a bag of pot and threw it down as if it's legal and as if there's nothing wrong with it they snatched that bag of drum tobacco off the circular mini table threw it up to their nose i mean so willing excited almost but looked really mad you know looked mad and you could tell that that was a state that they wanted to be in two fat guys mustache and sniffed it sniffed it again what is this it's like oh it's drum rolling tobacco you know you, you just had to watch them defuse and decompress and deal with the fact that they weren't gonna curb stomp our faces in the front parking lot of uh, P.E.T.'s. Um, I remember being a little about whatever. That's something that had happened there a few times too. They always had, they always got a little out of line and had a little involuntary manslaughter with somebody. And who knows, maybe they're being dicks too, but uh, chances are they enjoyed their work they thoroughly enjoyed their work which is to beat up people at strip clubs so that place closed that's my one star review almost had two Richard Jewell looking motherfuckers uh, beat us to a blood, bloody pulp um, so they closed during the pandemic here so that uh, it was not good for them I would think they could reopen maybe I don't know it seems like a lot of money. It's probably a lot of money, um, a lot of cash. I would think only cash, but who knows? Probably so. Whatever. They're closed during this this uh, terrible, terrible time. We lost um, the Country Rock Saloon. I think it was what it was called, which made me, which gave me the image of hearing Kid Rock in it to strippers. Not one black girl, country hats, MAGA hats, like almost a, a Trump themed strip club whenever I saw that I think it's been country rock Saloon for the last I think since 2016 maybe a little before but definitely I just thought mm, we're gonna you know make it abundantly clear who's not welcome here is, is what I is what I smelled of that when I saw that in the papers I trying to think of like any other oh uh, another story at that exact pts is a friend of mine got to open up for Pete best. Pete Best was the best of the Beatles. He was the Beatles drummer before Ringo. And he performed next door at a place called Pops Saloon. And uh, my friend was the opening act. My friend had a skiffle group. A um, They were Long John, Thomas, and the Duffs. You should Google that, especially their um, bass player. Long John, Thomas, and the Duffs. And they were basically a pre-Beatles skiffle, a Beatles-style skiffle band. And they did some of the songs uh, some of the bass of and Mamucho and, and some of that stuff, and they did their own little, um, they did some originals, released one record, and they got to open up for Pete Best, who was there with his, I think, nephews mostly. I think his band was his nephews. And they did a review. They did, like, My Bonnie, and they did a lot of that sort of early. They did one after 909, and they did, I guess, some of the songs that Beatles did, and they did the songs that would be played. In a dingy bar, in a dingy rock and roll. And this is basically the British people pretending to be American rock and rollers. So, I went there early. I think I got some footage of my buddy. He was opening. We got to hang out. He did do a sound check. I got to go there. I got to meet Pete Best backstage, which I loved. He was not up for coming to the strip club with us. So, I went with his other members. His other members of the band, which were younger. He might have been younger than me at this point. I was probably about 33, 34 when this happened. And I, uh, we all went there with these young men and we talked Beatles and talked um, uh, everything but strippers. It was kind of in the afternoons, early evening. But one thing we did talk about was the pot party, the famous Bob Dylan rolls a joint for the Beatles because he thought, um, I get by and I won't hold your hand was I get high, I get high. I get high, and I had always said, that sounds like a nice fairy tale, but I, I think they probably would have done it before then. And they said, yeah, they yeah, um, they, they undoubtedly did. And they said that um, it was known that Brian Epstein was kind of a pot dealer. Brian Epstein, um, not the billionaire with an island uh, and a Lolita Express that flies you there. Uh, Brian Epstein is the man that, um, that I kind of uh, I guess managed the Beatles initially and he was uh, heavily involved in dealing with the Beatles and making them stars and he was and he I guess croaked uh, somewhere in 66 he, he died I guess would it have to be in the middle of Re- revolver or maybe rubber soul but I think before he, I think he died right before Sergeant Peppers so you're looking at 65. oh I think you'd be talking about 66. If you're talking about um, Revolver. So he might have been around for a Revolver. I know that... Uh, wait, is, is Revolver? Is that 65 as well? It's got to be 66, right? I know that Rubber Soul is because uh, I remember. 1965. Rubber Soul. I remember that from... uh that was, a, that was an impersonation of Malcolm McDowell, who was the narrator for The Complete Beatles. And we used to always just say that around the apartment. In our 20s, we would just say, we'd talk about rock and roll, talk about music, we'd say, 1965, Rubber Soul. We like that delivery. Because we all watched that movie, and now it's fucking gone. If you want to watch The Complete Beatles, which is one of the better Beatle documentaries, uh, you have to watch it on a shitty VHS. They never put that out on a DVD or whatever or a laser disc or a or or a a, a a download drop or whatever it would be so yeah so that's that's my um one star review of PT's i don't have a star review on that one i just I have my memories of uh, hanging out there you know what that may have been would that have been a sports cabaret sports stupid sports thing that might have been whenever whenever Pete Best was getting some steam again in 2005-ish he had a there's a documentary on PBS called The Best of the Beatles which was hilarious of a title and uh, he was touring around and he played in St. Louis went across, played across the river from St. Louis and then played, played with um Long John Thomas and the Duffs. Again, Google their bass player. That'll be that'll be your assignment for today, boys and girls. So yeah, feel free to give me a write in. We got uh is that did I cover everything? Have there got anything else? I guess I, I just went right into the show. I didn't stop or start. I guess we got um you can always write in to the show. We got uh filmbender radio at gmail.com. radio gmail. You can write in. To my Facebook, apparently, according to some guy who uh, fucking hates my guts or hates my show, he might have forgotten about it. I was gonna re- write him back again because I missed him, but I did. I did like his comments, whatever it was. It's so fucking stupid. Um. So yeah, film in a radio, write in. Uh, don't go on Facebook with uh, unless you're on a burner laptop or something. I can't seem to get in there. Here's the deal. Through my Chrome, I can't log in without it asking for my phone number. And I'm deathly afraid once it asks me for my phone number, it's going to know that my fake account is related to my Bulls Bulls McLean account. And they'll say, fuck you for spreading lies, which I did for my own amusement entertainment. But I don't know. I mean, I didn't didn't think it was that bad. I did say some things that were pretty... I thought they are almost uh, they could fall under satire these people weren't so fucking stupid and breaking into things and shit but yeah what are you gonna do so yeah I'm a I'm a fucking liar according to that guy so yeah that's her show I'm gonna throw in some strip club reviews I got some old one lying around that I gotta do and maybe I'll do some else but uh, yeah we'll see Maybe I'll do a review of Wonder Woman for 41 minutes. Last episode, I did the uh, review for uh, the Bee Gees uh, documentary, and when I went back to it, did I even say this? I might have. I'm gonna say it again. So I went back to edit it, you know, and that fucking thing, uh, the audio file. I saw it's like ah, somewhere on here. I know I got um, I got these files. They're not marked. You know, they're marked with a number code whenever they're inside the Zoom device that I record these on. And um, I uh, I noticed that this file, which had the Beatles, had the Bee Gees review on it. 41 minutes long. As long as a fucking episode should be. I rambled about the Bee Gees and my relationship with disco for 41. Not the Bee Gees. That Bee Gees documentary. And a lot of it, all the minutia of everything that meant everything to, have to me. Which I chopped down to about, what, maybe 13 minutes? Whenever that fucking sequence is? Yeah. I rambled about the fucking Bee Gees and Disco for 41 minutes long. Can you imagine? How awful that would have been. But I I digress. You know, I found out recently that apparently the uh, P.T.'s that's closing is not the one that I thought it was. I thought it was P.T.'s, um, I I, I thought it was the one that was in, um, Sauge, but there was a sister club close by P.T.'s Centerville. So the Country Rock Saloon, or whatever the fuck it was called, the one that I thought it was the original PTs that became the PT Sport Bar, and then eventually the PTs um, Country Rock Saloon. I think it's still open, but apparently the one that is going to be closing forever is PTs Centerville. <clears throat> now I've never I've never been there. I've heard of Centerville. Centerville is in the center. Of America. It's, it's in Centerville, Illinois, which is, I, I think, a vast nowhere's land of nowhere you want to be while you're driving in the middle of the night. And uh, apparently, PT Centerville is the one that's closing. Here's some one star reviews of PT Centerville. First off, is Justin Richardson, one star as a year ago. If I could give no stars, I would. All the dancers look anorexic. the alcohol was way overpriced. It was horribly lit. I like that one the best. Yeah, bad lighting. The, the bio trenders took 10 minutes to even acknowledge us and the and the place was dead and the music was horrific. I will never go back. two exclamation points that was a year ago. okay this is a this is a lot to unpack as they say. Um, I'm just trying to understand what's going on here and why both parties have made threats about and towards this business. I have been here and have had zero problems up until up till, this for exclamation points both parties are crazy what, what both parties are we talking about? are we talking about the parties of the patrons and the parties of the uh, management? I don't know this Vanna person and Bambi person and there's a period I don't, I don't know what they're about to say with that what really sticks out is how she is pointing out how she's better than most she has a career like that matters she has a career like that matters period I just don't think they're any customer friendly I just don't think they are customer friendly you know the public can see these things Oh boy, oh boy, we're really stepping inside someone's, um, mind, and, uh, there's no way out. This is by Marissa Nation, N-A-T-I-O-N, yeah. This place is a FN joke. I was dancing for four years, and... And this place was awful. These girls look like they've been stripping for 20 years, shooting up dope for 30, done, had 10 kids, don't have any of them, and don't have any of them. Uh, Dot, dot, dot. That's what's said here. Absolutely repulsive. And I was in there for five minutes ask for a refund and they said no to exclamation points I was out and I don't care. Waste of time and money. Hmm Oh come on five people found that review helpful I will not click Hmm Girl with a All right. this is by Patrick Kelly this is from three years ago boy oh boy Not a lot of complaints in the last uh, relatively few years of this place being around. This is from three years ago. Girl with a Derek, in quotes, tattoo on her back promised a good time, in quotations, for a ride home. Oh, no. I got accused of robbing her and her black buddy. Who happened to be there robbed me for only $30 at gunpoint. Jesus fucking Christ. Don't take the strippers anywhere. I would have had that in my head before I got to the point. I don't know. Oh my God. So a person somehow offered the stripper a ride home. With a person? and uh, got robbed at gunpoint and they had 30 bucks in the house. I'm like, fucking God. That's, that's exact, exactly what it would have happened to me because there's no way I'd have more than $30 after being at a strip club. I, I literally would have a minimal amount. i like, here you go. Take it. Get out of here. Okay. This is... Oh, my God. So this is from Nikki Martin. Uh, seven years ago. One star review. P.T. Centerville. This is at 64 Corners Lane, East St. Louis, Illinois. Around the corner from everywhere. So here we go. Nikki Martin, seven years years ago said, PT's was awful, my friends and I went there. Uh, uh, My friends and I went out to three different strip clubs and this place was absolutely horrible of all the women there, there was only about five good strippers. Well, five out of how many? Six? That's a good ratio. Uh, for the most part every girl did the same dance and had so much cellulite and dimples everywhere it was horrifying. Well, that's a case-by-case basis. That That's a personal thing. If you go into my browser history, you probably find a lot of the same not to mention the men working there were absolute creepers (laughs) do you expect more i don't do you expect some kind of high caliber of guy that works at a strip club i mean no offense but seriously if you really want a good time go to hustlers or boxers and briefs now boxers and briefs i do know because um it's a notorious place. I think. I think that's the male strip cl- strip club place. I'm not sure if it's still there. I, I hope that it is. Don't waste your time here. In this shady nightmare. It, it, the thing is, boxes of briefs is, is 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 all male. It's an all male strip club, so you can't just say, "Oh yeah." If you want to go to Schittsville female strip clubs. Um, Go to the Schittsville male strip club and that will provide... One has nothing to do with the other. So. Alright. Here's a good one. This is Jane Doe. Very original. First time going in did not like the women that gave me a dance. She stunk and will not go back. No punctuation. This place is not open anymore. This is the one that dis- that they decided it's over after COVID we can't hack it. And honestly, is probably the second reason. Okay. Hollis Riggins. Ten reviews. Four years ago. This place does have a pretty good rep. I mean it really hasn't had a lot of complaints in the perimeter. It's not like there's a lot of people complaining about it during the pandemic. So, four years ago, boring old girls, bad built, bulky, and the DJ played CSI theme music all night. 100 thumbs down, won't see me again. Zero punctuation. That is the uh, fever dream of a fucking review. This person, Hollis Riggins, gave. Four years ago, one star. Six people found it helpful. I <sighs> know. Oh, hmm. Then um, this should probably conclude the segment. Uh, Danny Dolis. Danny D A N I D O L C E. Danny Dolis. All right, so I don't understand so this is, one, this is one year ago one star garbage that's the one star and one one review I thought these were in, in numerical order apparently not because I got went from four years to one year ago alright let's do another one Corey Alderson one star three years ago awful the bouncers tried to pickpocket us. We left afterwards and we got robbed by a bunch of random people in the parking lot. We'll never go back. Zero exclamation points. I mean, honestly, usually people like um, are very prolific and very liberal with their exclamation marks. These people are just stating, eh, This is what happened. This is what goes on when you go here. So... T.T. Centerville, all these reviews mean nothing because it will not uh, exist anymore. Never been there. Uh, Always knew it existence because, um, well, because I did. A, A lot of people did. Centerville is in the Centerville of Illinois, and I can't think of a place I would not want to be more. Sounds horrifying. Rush Limbo died today. And what you see on the internet is mostly people saying that, oh well, we can't. Basically, people from the right will automatically default into we we, you know, we have to be respectful, his poor family, people, blah blah blah. You know, let let's see the uh, the left go on and, and and trample his fucking legacy with anything and, and and being disrespectful. It's like no, no, we don't have to be respectful whatsoever of Rush Limbaugh. It's it's funny because Rush Limbaugh uh, had a career of stomping the left over and over again, and one particular faction that he will never live down which will always be a part of his legacy aside from the vast amount of racism it, it, mainly that he he actually once had a segment on his show stating um, he once had a segment on his show where he read off the names of people who died of AIDS and um I guess had some pomp and circumstance. He he would have some bells and whistles and some kinds of follies with it. Which is, you know. Right. And here we are. So we, we, we get to make fun of Rush Limbo dying. No matter what. Fuck his family. Fuck his kids. Fuck his wife fuck everything he fucking deserves having his dick stomped in it no matter what the guy made fun of fucking Michael J Fox he made fun of uh, such a vehement racist of everything so yeah we, we, we get to make fun of Rush Limbo dying sorry sorry you don't you don't get to play a higher card on this one he was the lower card and you're even lower for defending him so I've really been enjoying that on Facebook all day, just telling people that he is a absolute and utter piece of shit, and you're a bigger piece of shit for defending this uh, this this absolutely indefensible piece of garbage. So I did enjoy that somewhat. The, the weird thing is that people actually deny that he ever had it. It's funny, even old people, like, I had one old fucking dude, I went on and say, eh, you know, well, he, he used to, uh, you know, you, you know, people were saying, eh, you really can't, um, what kind of person are you to uh, relish in someone's death? And it's like, well, obviously, someone who relished in other people's death, we get to relish in his death now. Turnabout is fair play. He was a complete and utter piece of shit. He fucking made fun of people who died of AIDS. Some of them kind of deny that it happened. And I'd be like, well, look it up. It's it's out there. It's, it's pretty able to be found that you can find that uh, it's a verifiable fact. That he, in fact, had a segment on his, segment on his show where he uh, read off the names... Of people who died of AIDS and had bells and whistles and all kinds of things go off in celebration of that. Day. The, the weird thing is you could say well listen fine he you know he died when he was 70 that's a pretty decent age to make it to more or less. A little less now than it is before but nowadays eh, you know that's what he made it to. He made fun of people who died in their 20s and 30s. He relished in it. It was a part of his show. And he excavated ratings from it. He's such a piece of fucking garbage. So, thank God Rush Limbaugh is dead. It's just fucking... Uh, I love what somebody... I love that somebody said at one point... Um, I wish I had said it myself. I. They said... I'd love to take a shit on his grave, but I hate waiting in long lines. Exactly that. Fuck him and fuck you for thinking he deserves any better. Fuck Rush Limbo. Glad he's dead. Hey, this is Dan Destro. I'm Billy Noise, And I'm Johnny Savage. And we, and we are, are the, the Savage, Savage Guys. Guy. And you're listening to the Bowles McLean Hour. Yeah! (laughs) All right, boys and girls, that concludes another episode of the Bowles McLean Hour. Enjoy our lead out, some Savage Kind and their hit single.